Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and is fully prepared for the end of the world. I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who thinks the vastness of space is terrifying. And today we are discussing twin movies, Armageddon and Deep Impact. All right. Both of these two movies are so similar. That's why they're called twin movies. They were released roughly the same time, both in 1998, about a very specific thing, an asteroid that's going to smash into Earth. And both, uh, both have a very different tones. And you know what? We're going to talk about each one and see which one held up better over time, uh, maybe which one we like more. Uh, and if you, either one deserves a second chance. Yeah, which one maybe deserves a second chance above the other? Which one wins the twin battle? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, there's, there's a few categories we're going to talk about. All right, guys, we're going to compare them with plot, characters, damage report, and what tugs on the heartstrings, uh, as well as the Bechtel test. Does either, does either one pass? Ooh, and these all these categories all right. will determine what we think wins the twin battle. One will fall. <laughs> One's gonna get hit with a giant asteroid and be smashed to pieces. Extinction level event, baby. Whoa. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, let's start off with for those of you who don't remember what each one was about. Let me tell you about it. We're going to start off with Armageddon because alphabetically, that one comes first. Yeah, there you go. INDB says, after discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. Yeah, Very I, accurate. That's, that's exactly, exactly what Yeah, that's ex literally what happens. <laughs> So, good job. Great. All right. Deep Impact. A comet is discovered to be on a collision course with Earth. A doomsday nears. The human... As doomsday nears, the human race prepares for the worst. I think that's another aptly summarized version of that. Yeah. I mean, we don't need the specific timeline of, like, you know, we only have this much time till an asteroid hits. It's, you know, vague enough that I'm like, oh, interesting. But, like, detailed enough that I understand what's going to happen in this movie. So, when you're talking to people about each one, how do you mm. differentiate between, like, hey, this is this movie. Hey, this is this movie. And before you do that, uh, I can't believe I didn't start off with this. 
guys, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about these old movies. Yeah, both are from 98. So if you haven't seen them by now, I don't know. You've had 20 years. <laughs> You've had 20 years. I can't help you. It's a lot of time. And you know what? They're both very both similar. Both of these movies can legally drink. That's true. So both of these movies are incredibly similar in terms of the plot. I would this how I would open up to people who don't know. Uh, both movies involve a very intense asteroid meteor coming in, gonna fuck everything up. Humans are done. One movie is a little more uh, goofy and like fun times with it, and that would be Armageddon. And then another movie, Deep Impact, is a little more serious, a little more grounded in reality as to like ooh, what would that actually be like so when i describe each one to people um for armageddon this is the asteroid is going to hit the earth movie with oil drillers and for deep impact this is the asteroid is going to hit the earth movie without oil drillers and it's very sad yeah i mean that's also very accurate um yeah, oil drillers is a very niche thing think, to have in your movie. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing about these is it has both have just two very drastic tones. One is lighthearted. The other one is very serious. Yeah, which is interesting. Come, watching yeah. them back to back, experiencing two sides of a coin of uh, human extinction. We're going to start off with a plot. Plot battle. Plot battle! Like we've already mentioned, we've got oil drillers that are trained to become astronauts to blow up the asteroid. And Deep Impact uh, follows the lives of, to me, it follows the lives of three groups that are preparing for uh, uh, Earth to get impacted by a meteor. Let's stick with Armageddon right now. Okay, so that's more of a fun approach (laughs) to the Yeah, so their mission... So asteroids coming in, they decide the best solution is to get oil drillers to drill a hole in the asteroid to blow it in half, to put a bomb in it, blow it in half, so each piece of the asteroid misses Earth. That's the whole big goal of the movie. Um, And so to do that, we've got to hire a, a team of oil drillers, first to train astronauts, but then they decide... Um, they have more experience drilling, so they'd probably be the best up in the astron- up in space. And, uh, I mean, that's a silly premise, but you know what? I'm on board, because, like, who cares? It's an <laughs> asteroid that's going to destroy Earth movie. Let's strap in, you know? Yeah. Also, with um, Armageddon, as opposed to Deep Impact, the story, while it is big, of, like, oh, the extinction of humanity... We, it's a little smaller in that we're mostly focused on this this group of people that is on this mission um, mm-hmm. as opposed to Deep Impact. It's like there's a mission involved, but it's more just like how the whole of America deals with it. Um, so that's interesting too when comparing the two movies. I do like, so Deep Impact is interesting to me in the sense that it falls basically three groups of people. Uh, one woman uh, I believe Ginny, who works, that's her name? Yeah, she's a reporter at MSNBC. Yeah, so she's a reporter and gets uh, like her big break discovering this story. Fun fact before I get into that, uh, I think they first announced, or they first approached CNN to be like the news station in this, 
And CNN was like, no, thank you. We don't want to be a part of this. This is too goofy <laughs> for us. This wouldn't happen. And then in MSNBC was like, um, sure, we'll do it. Because <laughs> they were like relatively unknown. And now they're a big name because of this. That's really funny. Because yeah, the whole time I was watching it, it was like, yeah. all right, MSNBC is breaking it. Yeah, <laughs> go Jenny. <laughs> then we deal with families and how they're affecting with this uh, through Elijah Wood and his family and neighbors. And then we get um, the group of astronauts that is sent on a mission to go, you guessed it, drill a hole in the asteroid to blow it up. And that's their mission. And so I like that we follow these three kind of groups of people, the media, family, and then astronauts. And that it's kind of diverse in the sense of types of people and how each one is dealing with the impending doom of Earth is probably going to be blown up. Yeah, um, I I think it's interesting because the plots, like I said, they deal with the same sort of like beats, like asteroid, blowing it up, trying to survive. But like the perspectives are very different. So with Deep Impact, the perspective of it all is more widened where you write, you get to see how are the astronauts on the mission dealing with it? How is this reporter who's got to tell the world, hey, we might be dying handling it and then how her team is handling it and then how you get the micro level of just like the everyday average person how are they dealing with it me ultimately i like deep impact the story of like more on a widespread global thing and seeing like a lot of different people with the situation i think i agree with you that i like the plot of deep impact more one because it feels more um like i said down to earth where it's like yeah, this is actually really scary. Like the idea of uh, the end of the world coming from space, like that's terrifying. And it's weird yeah. watching it being taken in like this goofy sort of plot light that Armageddon does. Um, I like the structure of Deep Impact more in that you, you get to see all sorts of people as opposed to this very narrow perspective. Um, so I agree. I think the plot of Deep Impact just like resonated with me a little bit more. Wow, that's that's one nothing. Yeah, one nothing deep. All right. Impact. Let's talk about our characters. We dove into a little bit. Uh, we'll start with Deep Impact since it's just one. We talked about our reporter, which, again, let's cut her time down in the beginning. Let's just get to it. Mm -hmm. um, we have Elijah Wood, who's like 12. So, so it's pretty young. fun seeing him as a little boy. He's a baby. Um, he, uh, He's the one that discovers the astronaut or the asteroid. Um, he's with like a school group. Yeah, he's with his like neighbor, friend, girlfriend. Uh, I don't really know if they're boyfriend, girlfriend, but they eventually get married. They become husband and wife, which is interesting. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about actual Elijah. Mm -hmm. um, I like a lot of his story. It's so cute. Um, yeah. So because he's the one that discovers the asteroid, um, Later, there's a lottery, which we'll talk about later. Um, and he and his family are chosen to live in this underground bunker. And his neighbors don't get selected. And so one of the big things he has to do or thinks about is, I'll marry the neighbor. That way, she'll be the wife and be able to come with me. And her family will be able to come. And I like that aspect so much. It's so cute, a little sweet. I liked um, that, too, because, again, you get to see the reactions on a very just like ground level, just like how average people are handling it. And also like the sweet yet 
dark elements of that um where it's like being considerate of others helping each other out but then also like the world is going to end <laughs> like so i i like the different angles they take with him i like Leone's character as well because i like seeing what it's like to be a reporter and having to give people this horrendous news like that was very heavy yeah. for me and just found that interesting and then the astronauts um they really only focus on like two maybe kind of three mm -hmm. uh, i wish we had more equal you know balance between them all there's definitely a clear leader which is robert duvall He's like the older astronaut that they brought in because he's got all the experience to be on this trip. Um, we also get a little fun, John Favreau's in it for a little minute, mm -hmm. but uh, he unfortunately gets blown off the rock <laughs> in space. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's really sad. And then we have um, young Blair Underwood and young Mary McCormick as other astronauts. Um, but yeah, we don't. I don't focus think they give like Blair anything. Uh, no, and Mary like has hardly any lines until the end. So <laughs> yeah. our astronauts are just kind of like there. <laughs> Some of them. I like all the astronauts. Um, it's neat to see what the astronauts do in a time of crisis because, yeah, it's a mm -hmm. pretty stressful environment for them. I like that the astronauts, while not all of them are fully formed, they all, again, feel like humans. Like, so we get mm -hmm. some just very, like, human moments with them on this very intense mission. Um, so I, I like them, too. So let's talk about the characters in Armageddon. What's di very different about these characters is that they all have this sort of like goofy silly vibe so so at some points they're more fun to watch but i don't know if i actually like watching them if that makes sense like they're just like goofy silly people doing kooky stuff and it's like ah, ha, okay ha. let's go off of the characters okay we got bruce willis as harry mm -hmm. harry's a dad he runs the oil drilling stuff he's nasa's number one choice to show the astronauts how to drill and then he essentially becomes their de facto leader while they're in space. Yep. Um, he's, he's kind of a hard ass when it comes to like uh, Ben Affleck's character, AJ Frost. What a, what a solid name. A, Everyone's got a pretty a solid name in this. Um, oh man, the names in this? Harry Stamper, Dan <laughs> Truman, AJ Frost, Gray Stampler, Chick, Rockhound, Colonel Sharp, oh. Oscar, Bear. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Max. Lev. Love all the names. Everyone's got a solid name. Very solid um, names. So Ben Affleck plays like the young, the young dude of the crew who's been having a relationship oh. with Harry's daughter Grace. Mm. Um, Harry does not like that. So <laughs> AJ gets fired. <laughs> Um, but then needs AJ because AJ's just one of the best. Mm, um, just can so, yeah. really drill that oil. Uh, we get Grace, who is, it just seems like <sighs> not really much of a character as no. much as just like an item to be, yep. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's the one that's dating the guy and she's just the daughter. Yeah. She, just we don't really get much of scenes herself just by her, how she's dealing with it. Mm hmm Yeah. She's just kind of uh, present. She's there. 
say so. <laughs> it's not doing much, but you see her. <laughs> so we either get other character. We get Billy Bob Thornton, who plays uh, Dan Truman, who's like the NASA head guy at NASA, who wanted to be an astronaut, but because of an injury, he just can't be an astronaut. And so like he's still like guiding them, helping them out. Um, I think his part was supposed to be bigger from what I've read, but because Titanic was a thing, like the biggest movie the year before, uh, they rewrote the script to add, make AJ a bigger character oh. and to have Grace in it to like, oh my God. or to make Grace a more like to have a love story. That way, they could have some of the. Uh, fun splash that was titanic in their movie i see it i understand that now um Mm -hmm. but for me their their love does not do anything for me i don't find these characters to be like they need to be together like i just don't care about either one of them i love hanging out with the the oil the roughnecks Mm -hmm. the roughnecks the roughnecks I like them so much. My favorite moments in this movie are when they're going through astronaut training. Um, mostly, a lot of those, a lot of it's unscripted. It's just them being goofy and weird and funny. And I like it. Everyone is really charming. There's only one character I don't think I realized he was an, he was one of the team until he dies. Yeah. And I, was, I wish they had shown a little light more on him because when he dies, I don't know who he is. Right. Uh, but everyone else gets like a fun like a couple fun moments that like I know each one of those characters and it's fun. Mhm. Um I agree. I think that I I also really like when they're just all together and they're training and they're going about this like crazy mission their own way. Um I do find that very enjoyable. Um but like when things start to get serious, I don't know like how actually like attached I am to these characters. So when you think of characters who mm-hmm. wins this, Deep Impact or Armageddon? So for me, I'm going to have to say Deep Impact again, and here's why. What I find very interesting is that there's a lot less characters in Armageddon than Deep Impact. However, I find these characters to be less rounded out, whereas Deep Impact has so many characters, but I feel like they're more three-dimensional. Um, and I feel the weight of their decisions and their actions more than I do in Armageddon. Because while some of, like, while I do really like the characters in Armageddon, I feel like they can all sort of be boiled down to the same a little bit. Um, and the main characters that we're supposed to care about are Bruce Willis, our Ben Affleck, and our Liv Tyler sort of feel like caricatures of other characters. I'm going to go Armageddon with these. I'd rather sit through another two hours with these guys than any of the characters in Deep Impact. Um, I just, I think everyone just bring an energy that I like. I like. Um, I just like them all. (laughs) Even Liv Tyler? I think it's more so the actors just shine way more in Armageddon. They're just bringing so much charisma to the table. And it's just fun. I I like them just more. We're, we're split, we're on, split this on this one. Now, here's another character I think we didn't take thought of, but Aerosmith I think plays a huge <laughs> part in this in Armageddon. Uh, it's like they play they play at least two or three Aer- Aerosmith songs. One of which 
I don't want to miss a thing, which made this movie so impactful. That song oh, everywhere in the 90s. Everywhere. And um, after the 90s, too. <laughs> my question to you, mm-hmm. which came first, Liv Tyler or Aerosmith, in terms of this movie getting made? Do you oh. think she was cast and they were like, hey, can you get your dad to make a movie or make a song for us? Or were they like, they like, hey, Steven, we want Aerosmith to make us just a kick-ass song. And he's like, sure, but like, put my daughter in it. Oh, so this is rude to Liv Tyler. But I yeah. think out of those two, based on her acting in this movie, it's and more like how awesome that song was. <laughs> yeah, and how epic the song is and how it fits. The nepotism part of it's more likely in my mind that he would be like, okay, but I got this daughter who can act as opposed to like her merits getting her through the role and being like, my daddy can do this. It just, it doesn't, that doesn't feel accurate. I think, I think Aerosmith came first. You remember when she was in the MCU for like a little <laughs> minute and they forgot about her? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, She's not bringing much to the table. <laughs> I also have another fun fact for you. Oh my, okay. There's two fun facts that go hand in hand, which I think are super weird. If mm-hmm. they're true, this is so weird. And I've <laughs> never noticed this before. Ben Affleck's teeth were replaced. Michael Bay noticed early in production that Affleck's teeth seemed like baby teeth in footage they had shot. He notes that Bruckheimer had previously replaced the teeth of a very famous star in a plane movie. I don't know who he's referring to. <laughs> Affleck spent eight hours a day in a dentist chair for a week to get teeth you see in the film now. The teeth what? also cost roughly 20000 What? I've never noticed his teeth. I really want to go back and like watch yeah. Mallrats and see. Yeah. Were they that different? Is this true? There's no way. This is so bizarre if this is true. That would be wild, oh but also like good for Ben Affleck for getting free dental work. Like if I was on a production and they were like, we'll change your mouth. I'd be like, fuck yeah, you pay for it. Hell yeah. Now, the Bruckheimer's plane movie has got to be Con Air, but mm-hmm. I don't know whose teeth were weird. I so someone like... who was also in that movie that has odd teeth. Mm-hmm is Steve Buscemi. But this is our fun fact number two. Buscemi mentioned to Michael Bay that he was going to get dental work done and Bay convinced him that he had a million dollar smile and shouldn't change a thing. He has like, you know, not straight normal teeth so he looks like an interesting character and that makes us draw and he's just a good performer just adds to it. So it's weird that he was like, nah, you keep them and you, whoa, get rid of those baby teeth. Like, the fact that I read two fun facts about teeth was so bizarre. That's so so bizarre. bizarre. I do feel like, though, Michael Bay is so uh, crazy that he wants the hot character to be head-to-toe perfect. And, like, the goofy character can look a little not. So I could see him being more critical of Affleck than Buscemi's look. So it's official. Because of baby teeth. The characters in Armageddon are better. No, All right, so no. moving on. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the next topic on our twin battle. Twin battle. Damage report. Ooh. Which movie has the most damage? So that's hard to call because there's 
like two destructive moments in deep impact one being a vehicle blowing up so that doesn't really count the second we don't, is i'm not considering that at all <laughs> okay so that, without that's that... the part that should have been cut <laughs> so without that we don't have any sort of destruction until the last like what 20 minutes of the movie 10 minutes uh, yes and no five minutes uh, the astronauts <laughs> trying to blow up the asteroid the okay. first time yeah one of them gets blown off and that's yeah, a little action one of them sequencing. is blinded so yeah that oh you're right so that's very just dis- intense destruction so we got we got two things armageddon has action sequences every like 10 mm-hmm. 15 minutes yeah deep impact one huge asteroid hitting the earth destroys so much oh i don't know how Uh it's hard yeah it's hard to judge because like you like you just said like so much more is screwed up in such a short amount of time whereas in armageddon it's like a lot of things that are exploding and damaged but it's like throughout the movie so it feels like a lot more is destroyed in armageddon but really like with the whole south coast of the country is underwater now it's just gone it's not just the south coast Morgan Freeman has a very quick throwaway line at the end that says um, uh, Europe and Africa were also hit. Oh, yeah. But because it lands in the middle of the Atlantic, mm. or I think it's closer to, I think, North America, but it's still in the Atlantic in a giant tsunami wave, knocks out the East Coast of America. And then again, they mention Europe and Africa. It's pretty insane that, I mean, I think it's a really brave move on the makers of this movie that it hits. Yes. Um, the astronauts make the brave decision to just fly their spacecraft into the asteroid and blow it up. That way it gives, because they've already broken it off. So one piece is going to hit, but at least the bigger piece can be destroyed into millions of pieces that when it hits the atmosphere, they'll burn up and it won't affect us. But at least one is hitting, and it's the size, I think they said, of New York City, mm-hmm. which is it's not as big as Texas. Texas would have murdered us all. Um, but man, it hitting the ocean and seeing the wave just like take out New York City itself, oh man, nothing is surviving in Armageddon, we get the destruction. So a lot of like smaller meteors, the size of like, I think they mentioned basketballs, briefcases, Volkswagens. Those are what are hitting. They hit New York. Um, I think, is it Shanghai mm-hmm. that gets hit? Yeah. Shanghai gets hit later. And then Paris gets hit with a big one. And Paris is obliterated. There's mm-hmm. nothing left of Paris, which I, I do like that it has, shows more of a global aspect. But, like, it's brief when it touches up on other people. Yeah. Um, that aren't America. And so, and then we also get, like, the asteroid itself is really wacky with the things blowing up on the asteroid. Um, and so we get a lot of it, and so it feels like there's a lot of things happening. Um, but in terms of, like, the amount of damage, mm-hmm. Deep Impact wins yeah. so hard. Also, um, when you think of it, yeah, when you think of it in totality, as opposed to like throughout the movie, it's probably de- deep impact because it's like so much of the country plus Europe and Africa are fucked. And also, if you think of it in terms of like death toll, the death toll would be 
astronomical and deep impact compared to armageddon yeah. so yeah deep impact actually takes the most destruction oh man <laughs> and so here's another one that i i think i know who the clear winner is but you might put up a fight tugs on heartstrings oh which this is hard. movie tugged at your heartstrings we'll start with armageddon Okay. The biggest heartstring. There's two two moments I think are heartstring tugs. <laughs> One so I it gets me every time. But the biggest heartstring tug for the movie itself, I believe, is Harry sacrificing himself. Yeah. So Harry. <laughs> so they come. They realize that the the bomb that they have to destroy our or to destroy our asteroid has to be detonated manually. They all draw straws, and AJ gets the short straw, but Harry, he, oh, he's mm. like, no, you gotta go marry my daughter. Rips off his patch, like, shoves him in uh, to, like, the space elevator and is like, you tell everyone I said bye. I love them all. And he at least gets to, like, have, like, one last message to everyone and, like, tell everyone, like, bye and tell his daughter goodbye. And, oh, it's so sad. And he, like, says his goodbye and blows up and saves everyone it's really sweet um it doesn't get me every time i think the first time was like sad a rewatch i'm just you know it's whatever man i get it i know it's coming the one that gets me every time is when chick before he goes to like in space out of nowhere he swings by this house and is talking to this woman mm -hmm. and he's like um and she's like, you're not allowed to come by him. He, oh, I, I don't need to see him. I just, can you just do me a favor? And just, and he sets on this little toy space shuttle. I was like, just, just tell him his daddy is about to do something big and special. I'm just like, oh, oh, oh that oh. moment just gets me. And then, then later. Oh, yeah, the later part. <laughs> Mom, that salesman's on TV. I'm like, oh. And then, uh, then he's one of the ones that gets to make it to the end. Mm -hmm. And she shows up with the kid at the end and they run and hug him I'm like oh it's so sweet it's so nice and when the kid says the salesman's on tv she's like that's not a salesman that's your daddy oh i'm like oh <laughs> it's dude, too much that gets me more than harry's sacrifice see that really gets me too because it's just so oh like he was a bad dad and then now he's like coming around and like what's great about that oh. moment is we don't even see any of him being a dad beforehand. Mm -hmm. It's just Band-Aid Rip. Guess what, yeah. guys? He was a dad that you didn't know about. Yeah. And what's crazy, too, is, like, the, the contrast of, like, okay, so all the astronauts are given, like, 12 hours before they got to take off to just, like, go at it, live your life. Do whatever and you want. Yeah. he decides to go see his son that he's not even, doesn't seem like he has a relationship with. And it's just like, oh. Uh, that kills me. That really does a lot to my heart. And it's nice that that has like a happy resolution. Um, Harry sacrificing himself does murder me and my soul every time. Okay. Every time. It's just something. <laughs> it's just something gets me. And like as much as I've been shitting on like Liv Tyler in this so far, like her scene where she's saying Daddy, goodbye to no. her dad, that I just can't help but cry. I cry. I do. And as much as I don't care about Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler, at the end, it is like sweet to see them like get married and like, and they have like 
the astronauts that did like the 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 roughnecks that did survive like with them at the wedding and like they mm. got like four cardboard posters of their faces yeah like oh that's sweet and the, so, the one guy that like i was like i don't remember him being in this no but he was they thought about him at the wedding like yeah. it's it's so sad like there's a lot of very sad moments but like at least there's some sort of like silver linings and like happiness and like oh can we, man can we talk about all the sad moments in deep impact oh. now <laughs> i don't know if you're ready for this fuck they're heavy the tissues oh man there's so many moments that got me oh, so same. uh i don't know if we could do this in order i think the first time is when elijah and his family are getting on the bus oh. and they're letting him know like doesn't matter that family is not your neighbors can't go with us no no no. we worked it out i'm the guy that discovered it and they're like no and she's like i'm gonna stay with my family and I'm like oh my god that mm. poor girl yeah she she has to make that call and she's like 12 oh, it's oh tough. my god so that let's just go through with all the elijah story the oh, family no <laughs> i'm gonna Later, start crying his, his parents and he, he get to like the underground bunker mm-hmm. and he's like you know what i'm gonna go back for her and the dad is just like i get it you're so good i believe like i don't want you to leave but i know you have to do this because it's the right thing to do and he oh. takes off and at that moment got us to like oh my god this, yeah we're heartbroken the dad also gives him a watch and it's like what the mom's like what are you doing and it's like she's got a barter with something take my watch and, and get a ride Here, this is Oh, so he gets he gets to their house, gets a motorcycle, and finds them on the freeway that is like a parking lot because everyone's trying to leave, but they can't. And then when he shows Leo is Elijah's character, Leo shows up, and the dad is just like, "In you know what? Go with him." Mom is wearing a baby Bjorn with newborn baby brother. And she puts it on Lily Sobieski's, and she's just like, you gotta take your brother, gotta go. And she's like, but mom, and she has to be rushed. All this responsibility is being put on her while having to say goodbye to her parents because they are not going to make it. No. God damn it. It is so heart-wrenching. It's heavy. And that's just uh, one of the storylines. That's just one. And like that all, like really just hearing it retold, like I feel like I almost cried. And watching the parents like make this quick decision of like, you know what? We can die. Let's give our kids a fighting chance. We love you. Bye. And just like watching them take off. Like, oh my God. You don't get a choice in the matter. We're making this yeah parental decision for you yeah get on live the astronauts they got a whole nother story so first they don't they're not successful with blowing up the asteroid they decide that the best thing for them for the success of this mission and for everyone is them to sacrifice themselves running the nuke into the asteroid kind of going to a crevice and blowing up from within Mm -hmm. um and so they get one last goodbye to everyone oh man Mm. so we get um, McCormick gets to say goodbye to like husband and child, and like everything's done through like video. Um, Blair Underwood gets to say goodbye to his significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Russian guy couldn't get his like significant other. They and then blind guy's wife 
doesn't you know she's unavailable and so he's not going to be able to say goodbye and then uh robert duvall's kids are all grown up his wife has passed away and his kids he'd already had a talk with them earlier like hey i'll be back like you know but he wasn't going to be back but they're adults they knew what he was going into but he says you know what guys i just want to take a moment to say goodbye to my wife and i was like oh man that's Mm. tugging and he just like you know i'll be with you soon like oh that was that was getting to me and he has a picture of her and the two kids who are like oh man and then blind guy's wife gets to run in at the last minute with his kid and she's like who had just been born after he left yeah never got to see the kid and him being blind still never gets to see the kid and he's just like touching the screen and like you know oh man like this is your dad he's gonna oh man oh my god oh it was tough there was tears rolling down every one of these moments truly 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 straight to the feels with all this it's because it's a lot of like very bittersweet like with all the astronauts like it's horrible to watch them say goodbye to their loved one but they are literally have they have to sacrifice themselves for all of humanity oh my god or like the parents again it's like horrible and so sad but they have to do what's best for their kids goodbye oh man. i think it's i think it's a clear winner that deep impact wins yeah the heartstrings award yeah I, like, yeah because it's constant I, I cry the the last like 40 minutes is nothing but like tears is yeah. flowing of like oh man again you said bittersweet no better word for that because like mm-hmm. it's so sad but like it's all the characters being heroic let's talk about the vibe each one had good yeah let's redirect <laughs> oh okay so, who wins best vibe so i, I think know. this is a quick one yeah the two movies one is super sad and depressing and realistic the other one Super campy, mm-hmm. fun, lot of energy, action packed. Which one? Which vibe is more for you? For me, Armageddon. Armageddon wins for vibe. Yeah, hundred percent down. Because uh, I mean, if you just heard how we were speaking about the heartstrings, I got so depressed just thinking about it, and I don't want that for my movies all the time. I mean, but like it's, but that's I think a great movie gets you to feel like that's what that's like. true that is oh. very very true but i just feel like the vibe of like yeah fuck it let's take down this asteroid it's, baby i think that's more fun the more it's it's the fun rock and roll vibe that yeah. like it's more lighthearted that we can like tolerate you know? yes yes absolutely i can like see myself re-watching armageddon and not being you know massively depressed and like having a fun time Whereas with Deep Impact, rewatching it again might send me into a mental spiral. So, <laughs> gonna go with Armageddon on the vibe. We have one test. All right. And that is the Bechtel test. For those of you who are not familiar with the Bechtel test, it's not indicative of how women are represented, much as like the presence of women in the yes. entire film. That's we correct. have three, there are three rules. Mm-hmm. The movie has to have at least two women who talk to each other and they talk about something other than a man. Now, now that seems very off, simple. It seems like a very simple you th- meter. <laughs> You'd think. You would but think. Like, we're also in the 90s. Yeah. We're, yeah. We didn't try. 
I mean, they didn't care. a lot of movies Game in the on. last five years, Game on everyone. a lot of movies of the last five years don't even pass this. So the 90s? Yeah. So yeah. we're looking for three things. This is the movie had at least two women in it who talk to each other about something other than a man. Yes. Let's start off in alphabetic order with Armageddon. No. no. <laughs> it does not. It does not. It has, for, for my count, it has technically three females in yes. this movie technically. that have names. Sure. Not all that I remembered, but no. we have Tyler, who plays Grace. Mm-hmm. I think the only characters she really interacts with are the Roughnecks. Yeah. And especially her dad and her boyfriend. Yes. And I guess uh, uh, Truman at the at NASA. The second character yeah. is a blonde astronaut who grabs a dude by the balls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she's the only female that goes up into space. So there's no other females for her to talk to. Nope. And the only other one we get is, uh, I think, Judith Togue, I think is Yeah, the it. mom from Halloween Town. Interesting that that's where, where <laughs> you uh, know her from. I know her as April O'Neil. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From that too. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> More importantly, April O'Neil from Ninja Turtles <laughs> back in the 90s. But only the first one. iconic. She's in all is four it? of those. Yeah. Whoa, wowie wow. <laughs> wow, give her a, a medal for that. Wow. Um, yeah, man. So, and she only talks to Will Patton. So, yeah. Or she, and, she only talks yeah. To Chick, so. She's in like two scenes, and I guess three scenes. And yeah, so no, all the, the three women that we have in women, this movie do not women speak to each other. <laughs> do not talk to each other. So, it's not even that they now, speak to each other and it's about a guy. We have been. We didn't even get to number two. It's just number one. So nope, fails. Now, Deep Impact is slightly different. Yes, we have multiple women in this movie. A lot of women, yeah. And they talk to each other. They do, sure. yeah. Other than a man, yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> Tay Leone talks to her coworker. Yes, but it's about her career. Mm-hmm. But more specifically, a lot of the conversation is about L yes. and Rittenhouse. Yes. Um, Rittenhouse so is a male. Is a male. So the the job that she's doing is about a man that is leaving his job from a possible affair. It turns out that's all not important anyway because it's all wrong. Oh, fucking beginning of this mm-hmm. movie beginning awful the end amazing yeah actually truly ridiculous um so no uh i don't think she passes she might at the end i don't remember i think they're they might talk about like survival at the end um so yeah they eventually together talk about something other than a man but at first it takes a long time for them to get there our astronaut only talks to the other astronauts and she's the only female so no no if Lily Sobieski talks to her mom, I don't know if that mom has any dialogue that I can recall. Yeah. That's just about those two. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's no. like a family scene. It's not the two of them by themselves. Exactly. No. And if they are talking to each other, they talk to each other about Elijah Wood or the baby brother. So technically yeah. about a male. 
our mm-hmm. last shot at this movie is Tay Leone talking to her mom. Yes. Now, first time when mom rolls up, all mom wants to talk about is dad mm-hmm. and dad's new wife. Oh no, movie. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> Second time we get mom, mom, or maybe it's not the second, but a follow up time we get to see mom. Mom knows that she is not gonna be eligible for being saved and so because of her age so she sold everything she talks about like what she's gonna do with the rest of her time what a fun scene i yeah. this is one of those scenes so it passes our Bechtel test yeah but also i think this is just an interesting scene for the fact that like we get to see a perspective i wasn't prepared or expecting to see yeah someone just, who's this is my plan. not that old no it's like no. barely 60 and she's like well i'm i know what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life which is not coming up which is coming up soon yeah like, i sold everything i don't care about my things anymore this is what i'm doing like yeah i liked hearing like what she was doing she also unfortunately this, like, she does oops sorry i was gonna say she also has this like really fascinating line where she says something like i donated my I don't know. It was like a piece of art or something. I donated my piece of art to the bunker. So it feels like I'm sort of immortalized because I contributed this thing that hopefully will carry on in society. It's like, whoa, that's wild. So yeah, it's a good conversation. Not about a male. Good job. Good job. Bare minimum. You passed the Bechtel test. (laughs) You did it. You did did the bare minimum with one scene. But like, I do have to get it credit because... There were a couple of times where it was close. The males they're talking about is not in like a sexual way, but it's like, God yeah, damn it's it. like, does he like me? Does he not no, like me? No, it's never like that. Business oriented, like yeah. you gotta get this. You gotta get this story. Yes, you gotta talk to this it's guy. Not, I help so your it's career. Like, mm, that doesn't count because we said you know the president. I might, I might allow it to pass because it's they're not d- directly talking about the men. Yeah, it's more. It's more about the topic of them because it's a news story. That's so true. More about That's the news true. Because, yeah, the men so, just so happen to get brought up in the conversation. They're not, the conversation doesn't revolve around the man. It's just like interview written house, like whatever. Um, and I do want to say too, uh, I was surprised that either of these movies passed because while uh, Deep Impact is directed by a woman, it also came out in the 90s. And the 90s weren't that long ago, but they also weren't like super progressive. So I was just happy at least one passed. Good job, job. Deep Impact. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I'm telling up the score right now. Mm -hmm. And I didn't expect this, but Deep Impact won. Deep Impact won by a landslide. Truly. A lot, yeah. A lot. So let's give our second chance right now in terms in as well including this win for deep impact good job you've good job. lost you've lost throughout history to armageddon but here in second chance you won we see you we see you we see you we see so you. as movies go i would give both a second chance both of them hold up really well i mm-hmm. don't like that critics shit on both of them so hard i don't either because like let's cast logic aside for the premise because like who gives a shit it's about a thing that none of us have ever dealt with before 
let's use that crazy, weird idea. And they both thought of blowing up an asteroid. Sure. One is successful. One kind of fails. Mm-hmm. But still, I just like that both had a different ending as well. Yeah. Um, they both have very different tones. I think Armageddon is the one that's easier to digest, yes. watch more often. Uh, or, yeah. If you have only seen Deep Impact, Deep Impact once, I say give it a second shot because I think, especially now after we've lived through like a pandemic and like, you know, where the world could have ended, like seeing this world ended and how people deal with it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that given 2021, there would be a lot of people like, there's no asteroid that's going to hit us. <laughs> Those scientists are just making things up. What, are they going to microchip the asteroid? Ugh. He says there's not even an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, God. God. Oh, so, that's so true. Oh. I think both hold up pretty well nowadays for different reasons. Um, so again, it's kind of like yeah. personal preference also. Like, what do you like more? Do you want a more serious take on the situation or do you want something that is destructive and fun and like Aerosmith? Then, you know, you have two options, um, which is interesting. But in terms of like, I think you hit the nail on the head very well, where historically deep impact falls to the wayside compared to Armageddon. So I think for that reason alone, Deep Impact is like slightly more deserving of a second chance than Armageddon because it just gets forgotten about. Um, But yeah, both are fun in a certain way and both hold up pretty well. Well, Deep Impact 1, thanks for listening in, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. We'd like to thank Beatty Mick Beatface for our dope theme song. It's so fun. We love it. We'd like to thank our listeners who hang out with us every Sunday. If you like what you heard, please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Second Chance Movies. Let us know what you think. Do you like Armageddon more? Do you like Deep Impact? Does space freak you out like it does me? How would you destroy a giant asteroid coming to Earth? If you couldn't do that, how would you spend your last days? Give us all sorts of thoughts, comments. We'd love to hear it. Maybe we'll have a whole second chance comments episode. Who knows? Yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think. Get involved. Let us know. Go get my goddamn phone book.